Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so before I begin tonight's story, I'd just like to remind everybody that this is story time. This is sponsored as a refuish lema for Chaim Yosef Sribin Sarah Miriam. And for a continuous, uh, continued Baruch Hashem, we see good progress. Uh, it should be a continuous Refuel uh, Shlema for Refuel Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, I am ready to start the story. Are we sorry you're telling? <laughs> I have this request over here. I haven't told this story in quite a while. Oh, which one? Uh... Twenty barrels of oil, oh, oh, of honey, not oil. Good time, I think it's a Hanukkah story. Well, it has to do with oil, has to do with wine, but it's mainly about honey. But it's really more than that. Uh, what do you mean? <coughs> well, if you let me tell the story, I shall explain everything, okay? <coughs> All right. This story took place in the times of Reb Levi Yitzchak Bardichev. Now, of course, um, <coughs> you know, you will... I, I, I know you're going to give us a little more historical background. You're going to tell us who Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Bardichev is. Well, I think everybody knows who Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Bardichev is. We know that his real name, his full name, was known as Rabbi Levi Yitzhak de Barmandike because the Barmandike is the Yiddish word for the compassionate one because he was very compassionate. We know that he lived from 1740 to 1809. We know that, but, the, you know, we know he's a in other places before he came to Bardichev. But this story has to do with Bardichev, and it happened to do with the first year that he became a Rav of Bardichev. Wow! That's pretty amazing. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, let's first tell you that uh, he was about 45 years old when he became Rav of the Heilige Bardichev. So it was 18, uh, what, what did I say it was? Uh, 1785. All right, so 1785, when he became the Rav of Adichev. And if my calculation is correct, he was approximately the Rav over there for about 25 years. Okay, now, uh, there's also a little shtetl 
that's not so far from Medichev, and it's called a Hemelnik. Hemelnik? <laughs> Sounds like a very interesting name. Yes, but that's the name. I am not making that part up. Okay, of course, I may use the poetic license. I know, the poetic license to make things more interesting and then change the names because you don't know the names, right? Uh, yeah, without the rah, rah, rah. Okay, so anyways, so this is the way the story goes. What happened was, yes, there was a person who was a honey dealer, and his name was Yecheskel. I don't know his last name, so please don't ask me his last name. Okay, so what was his last name? Uh, Yossi. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I want to have time to tell the story. Oh, go right ahead. Well, I did tell the story a number of years ago, whatever it was, and but I got a request to tell it again, so I'm telling it again. All right. Anyways, and, and as usual, you never tell the same way twice, especially if you took the, to, to, to told this like 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 years ago. There's no way that you're gonna tell it the same way as then. No, unless you have a recording of it. Okay, can I continue? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Now, this person Yechesko used to come back and forth, sometimes from uh, uh Helnik. He used to come from there, and he used to come. To Badichev, because Badichev at that time had, uh, you know, pretty big marketplace, you know. And so he was there as, you know, uh, coming to sell his honeys and things like that. And uh, now uh, we're going to pick up the story. The first year, the Rav Levi Yitzhak became the Rav. Oh, I think I remember what I wanted to say. I was going to tell you that he went for the interview. Now, he wasn't a youngster, youngster, because he was 45 years old. That's not considered a youngster in those days. Uh, you're lucky if people live 45 years. Okay, but anyways, so what happened was is, what he did was very, very interesting. Okay, so let me tell it to you. He came for the interview. They asked him questions. Different board members asked questions. Everybody asked him questions. And they were pretty satisfied with him. Then they had a meeting to see if they want to hire him. And it was sitting there and they were talking, yeah, yeah, he's a very good man, very, very, very polite. Very patient. Oh, big time, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should vote for him. Yeah, me too, me too, me too. And sure enough, after having their consultation, they voted for him. And so basically, the story that I'm about to tell you uh, really started from years before, but it culminated the first year that Rab Levi Yitzhak Badichev became the Rav. So that means the story happened in 1785. That's correct. You got that right. So Michesko was coming by with his wagon. I'm in it. I'm in it. Hold on. Ah, easy does it. Ah, that was a good stop. Okay, I have my wagon here, and I haven't been here in years, but I think it's time to. Okay, let me go here. Let me see. Where is the address? Let me see the paper. Where did Herschel live? Uh-huh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> the house looks pretty much the same that it looked like when I saw it a number of years ago. Trying to remember how many years was it since I was here? Two years? Nah, more than two years. Right, 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 right. Let me see. Three years? No, no, no. Wow! I think it's between eight and ten years the last time I was here. No, no. Smachnuschoist. Doesn't matter. I am going to knock on the door here and go get my honey. All right. Uh, okay. Hello? Hello? Anybody there? Hello. Uh, just a minute. I'm coming. One second, please. One second. Give me a few moments. Okay. Let me open the door for you. Ah, Shalom Aleichem. And what can I do for you? Hello. My name is Yechaskela. Uh, you understand? And I'm looking uh, for Herschel. I mean, Herschel does live here. I mean, you know, this is house. Did he sell the house? I mean, I, I mean, I haven't been there in a few years. But, uh, you know, Herschel and I were very, very close friends. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know how to tell it to you, but um, it's very difficult for me to say so. And uh, uh, maybe my brother, uh, uh, Yanko, could explain it to you. Ah, 
Shalom Aleichem. How are you? How are you? And what's Kenatim for a Yid? What can I do for a nice Yid? Uh, something, uh, I don't recognize you. You haven't been here in a while. I mean, or you, you, you don't live here. You, you, you're here for business or something. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, uh, perhaps we can help you out. You know, uh, maybe we can accommodate you. You know what I mean? Eh, yeah, maybe you could accommodate me, but maybe, you know, I'm, I'm really looking for Herschel. I mean, he's the one that owned the house, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. He did, he did, definitely did, definitely did. Uh, yeah, that's right, he did, he did. Uh, but, um, um... Uh, uh, just a minute. And, and you two are, um... Wait a minute. You look a little familiar. You must have been little boys when I came in the last time. Um, uh, wait a second. Uh, um, um, uh, you are, uh, Dovi? <laughs> and you must be... Uh, a Yankele. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm Yankele, and this is my brother Dobie. Uh, uh, but how do you know? I mean, uh, well, I mean, uh, y y you know who Herschel is? Uh, I'm beginning to realize that Herschel is your father. So tell me, is your father Herschel in the home? Is he in the home? Is he doing? Is he here? I mean, I would like to speak to him, you know, because I came up to pick up something that I had in, in his house for a long time in the basement. Oh, really? <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, um, um, I guess you haven't heard. Um, Herschel is our father, and, uh, he was nifter two years ago. What? How could that be? I mean, he and I were about the same age. I mean, uh, uh, what were you the same age? Maybe he was older than me, Taka. Taka, sorry, if she was older, but we were good friends. I mean, he was supposed to write to me, and I didn't hear from him, and, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, he has something of mine, you understand? Uh, really? Well, you see, the thing is like this. Our father, uh, he was very secretive about his business. That means, uh, he wanted me, Yankala, and my brother Toby. Uh, that's me? Uh, yeah, he wanted us to be able to sit and learn. And he wanted to support us until, uh, we got married. And when we got married, he wanted us to go over... And, and be able to make a pernusa, so he set up things for us. But, uh, you know, basically, all as we know is that our father was a wine and oil dealer. De uh, um, your father was a wine and oil dealer. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, he was a, a wine and oil grill. Gr gr dealer, dealer, he, he sold wine and oil. Right, right. But then, um... You know, uh, we, we think that our father was trying to expand his businesses. You know what I mean? And that's very nice. He wanted to sell more wine and more oil. That's so nice. No, we think he he wanted to uh, sell something else. What? Something else? Like what? Well, you see, um, it happens to be that after he was nifter, you know, uh, actually, before he was nifter, you know, uh, on his deathbed, you know, he... He uh, called us over to listen. He wanted to tell us something. Uh, we couldn't make it out what he was trying to tell us. And uh, and uh, well, what happened was this. Uh, what my brother's trying to say is that uh, our father was nifty uh, before he had a chance to tell us. So uh, he didn't write up a will and everything like this. But my brother and I, we get along very nicely. And of course... Um, Basically, we followed the halachis, and you know, and we followed what the rabbonim said to us, and so we yarshened everything uh, that my father had. You understand? And so we decided finally to go see what he has in his inventory in the basement. Aha! Uh -huh, I see. And what did you find? Well, um, uh, we we went down there and we found you know plenty of oil, uh, plenty of wine, and then of course we found something very interesting. We found uh, 20 barrels of oil. I mean, not sorry. Did I say oil? Uh, yeah, that's what you said. I meant to say honey, because we're so used to the fact that everybody knows that my father was a honey... No, not honey dealer. Why do I keep saying that? I don't know. Why? Uh, well, well, you know, because of what we found. And now I'm going to... You know what? Let, let me tell you what happened. You see, basically, our father was a wine and oil dealer. You understand? But we knew he had talks of uh, that he wanted to expand his business, and we couldn't make out what he said. So after he was nifted, after he got up from shiver and everything like that, so we went to explore what was there. So we wanted to see the inventory. So if we have wine and oil to start selling and make uh, more inventory and, you know, buy and sell, buy and sell. You know how it goes. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I, I deal with honey. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, what do you want to try to say? 
uh, well, what we're trying to say is like this. So uh, we went down there, and then finally we saw what our father was trying to do. When he said he was going to expand, it means he was going to sell things more than wine and honey. Yeah? What was he going to sell? Well, we found there was 20 big barrels of of, of honey. <coughs> 20, 20, what? 20 barrels? Big barrels of honey? That's exactly what I'm here for. Oh, you, you want to buy some of this? Why? You don't understand. The 20 barrels of honey is my honey. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, our father didn't tell us anything. Uh, do you have a star or anything like that? Uh, let, let me explain you. Let me explain you. Your father and I were very close friends, okay? You understand that? Even though he's, I, I now I see he's talking... Was much older than me than I thought he was. I thought we were pretty much the same age, you know, but uh, I realize, you know, when you come to think about it, you know, it was different. So now approximately between eight to ten years ago, okay, your father and I were very close friends. Your father sold wine and oil, and I sold honey. Now, I lived, you know, uh, in, in, in Hemeldick, okay? There's a shtetl uh, Hemeldick, you, you know what a Hemelnik, sure, sure, the small shtetl. Yeah, yeah, what about it? Well, anyways, I'm a honey dealer there. If you go ask anybody, they all know you're Haskell the honey dealer. You understand? So I used to sell honey. And every now and then, I used to come to Baditchev to sell honey because Baditchev, I know it has the big the big marketplace. Right, 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 right. Yeah, sure, sure, it's a big marketplace in Baditchev every now and then. Right, right. So, uh, so you used to come, and what did you used to do? Uh, well, I used to, uh, you know, um, I used to come and uh, sell uh, honey, okay? And that's what I used to do. So I think it was about eight to ten years ago, I came here to Baditchev. Yeah, 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 so, so, so. Anyways, you're, you're trying to tell us what? I'm trying to tell you what happened if you let me. Okay, so what happened was is I had these 20 barrels of honey. <laughs> Very interesting you picked the number 20 because you heard me say I had 20 barrels downstairs. No, 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 no. I'm telling you how you got the barrels. Okay, yeah, we got the barrels because our father had it because he was going to go into the honey business as well. Nah, 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 please let me finish. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so let me tell you what happened. What happened was like this. I had these 20 barrels of, of honey. Uh, so you say. Uh, anyways, uh, I had these 20 barrels of honey and I came to Badishif to sell because at the time that I was on my way to Badichev, there was a high price for honey. When I got to Badichev, I saw that the prices went down. So I said to myself, Oi, I'm not going to make a good profit on the honey. No, 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 no. No way, no how. I'm not going to take a loss of my honey. So what are they going to do? I started to think and... Uh, I decided that, uh, oh, so you sold it to our father? No, nah, but you please let me finish the story. So what happens is like this. I realize that it's very heavy to slap these 20 barrels of honey back because it took me so long to slap it because it's a big strain on the horses dragging the wagon. So I said to myself, hey, where, where can I maybe leave this? Th and then I said, wait, I know where I could leave it. Of course, my good friend Herschler. No, no. So I went over to Herschler. And I knocked on his door, which is this door over here. I went, I knocked like that. And then uh, he came to the door and he said, Shalom Aleichem, Usmachtai, Ah, so good to see you. What can I do for you? Uh, so I told him like this. I said, you know, a Herzegzi, a Herschel. You know, I, I came here to sell honey. Ah, oh, but it's not a good time to sell honey because if you know, the honey went down. The prices from the honey went doop, 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 doop. <laughs> so I don't think I found, you know what I mean? It fell down. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know that, actually. So, but the problem is, it's 20 barrels of honey I have. And I have a big problem. You understand what the problem is? My problem is, is that Zoe feels a schlep and it's so many barrels to schlep. I'm going to take so many barrels to schlep. 
Ah, if I had a place where I could store it or something like that. Ah, you came to the right place. Yecheskel, yecheskel. <laughs> you and I, we go back a long time. No problem. You want, you can store it in my basement. I have plenty of room there besides storing my wine and my oil. I have plenty of room for your 20 barrels. So instead of schlepping it, you bring it over here. So what I did was I went and I brought my wagon over there. And of course the horses slow down very much when it comes very close. And finally the horses stop and I parked my wagon. I went to the door. And don't tell us, you knocked on the door again. Yeah, that's what I did. Anyway, so what happened was it, I knocked on the door. Uh, uh, your, your father has landed the door. Ah, you got the honey. Okay. Um, I'll have one of my workers help you uh, take it downstairs to my basement. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, but Hershler, uh, you want to, we should write out a star, you know, maybe, you know, we should write out a star so we don't have any problems. Ah, please, please. Haskell, you and I are friends. We're so friendly. We're like brothers to each other. <laughs> we are so friendly. Can I, Nahara? We're like brothers. So listen here, we don't have to go over and make a star. I trust you, you trust me. I come to you, you come to me. Ah, no problem. Uh, all right, so then what should I do? Pick up the honey next year or next month? No, 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 no. Right now the honey is a arunt in the price. If the price then an arunt take a you know, it, the price are very low now, so... um. What you're going to do is very simple. I think the best answer to do is that you leave it by me. And then, when the, uh... uh I know he's going he's gonna to call him, right? Yeah, see, there were no cell phones in the time. There's not even a telephone at the time. So how's he going to let him know? If you let me tell the story, you would know. Oh, okay, go ahead. All right, uh, thank you, Yassi. Now I can continue? Uh, yeah, yeah, Hershel, you can go on. Uh, okay, anyway, so let me tell you what happened. Uh, so listen here, uh, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on the prices. And me and Sashem, when the prices start to go up, then I'm going to uh, write to you, then you will come here and you'll be able to sell your honey for a good price. Wow, you're going to do that for me? Eh, uh, you're my friend. Wow, your mom is a good chavre, a great chavre. I like it very much. Okay, I appreciate what you're doing for me. I bring everything down. Hey, man, you got everything down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, very good, very good. Okay. All right, uh, that's all the last of the 20 barrels. Okay, that's it. Okay, okay. okay. All right, so you're going, yes, I'm going, and Mir Tashem, you'll write to me when the prices go up. Mir Tashem, I'm going to write to you. Don't worry. And so that's what happened. And that's why you have the 20 barrels of oil. <laughs> it's a very good story. I like that. But the only problem is uh, you know that there's 20 barrels of, uh, of honey, actually. Didn't we see honey before? I don't know. Uh, well, maybe uh, in the future they'll have recorders and then you can play it back and forth. I don't know. What are we saying? Uh, uh, I told you, you have 20 barrels of honey. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have him here and I'll write to you. And that's that's what your father said, and that's what we left off. So now, um, your father didn't write to me, and I know why now. Oh, yeah? Why? Why? Because I didn't know that your father, Taka, was much older than me. I didn't realize that at the time. And, and he probably took sick. So therefore, while he was sick, he couldn't write to me. And then you're saying that he was Nifta, right? A year, yeah, he was nifted two years ago. Right, so since he was nifted two years ago, that's another reason why he didn't write, because a nifted person can't write me a letter. So I didn't know, and I couldn't imagine. For so many years, between eight to ten years, the price of honey never went up. I couldn't understand it. And then finally, some merchant that was traveling from Baditchev and came up in Himmelnik, he went over and he told me, and he said to me, 
Oh, by the way, I don't know how to tell this to you, but uh, you haven't been in, in, in Badichiv in a while to sell honey. But I want you to know that the prices of honey is gone up. It's 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 up, 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 and up, you know what I mean? So uh, people are paying a very high price for honey now. And the price of honey were really, really went up. If you have honey to sell, it's a good idea to travel to Badichiv. But I said, ah! I go to Badichi because I have honey there. I can't understand why Hershler didn't write to me. It doesn't make sense. And now I come over here and knock on the door. Now it makes sense because your father was sick before he was nifter. And he was nifter two years ago and I didn't know about it. And I probably would never know about it unless this person who came traveled to this merchant, he told me about it. And that's how I know about it. You understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Oh, but you see, it, it happens to be that, that uh, you're saying this story, and, and I feel, and my brother feels the same way, right? Uh, yeah, Zika, 100%. There's no question about it. I feel you got the number 20 to say we have 20 barrels of honey from you because you heard us mention that we found 20 uh, uh, barrels of honey in the basement. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Well, listen here. Your father, everybody knows, your father was an oil and wine dealer. He was not a honey dealer. And you can ask people over here that know me, they know I dealt with honey over here. They know I sold my honey. And and anybody, you ask anybody in Himmelnik, they know me as a Heskel the honey dealer. Everybody knows this, okay? So I sold honey, your father sold wine and oil. He was just storing the honey for me. I hear what you're saying, but uh, do you have a star? You have, like, some sort of a contract that tells that my father, uh, you know, uh, was holding it for you? I told you, your father and me were close like bodies. You see how I'm holding my fingers like this, like this, yeah? Like we hook my pinky to the other pinky, like we were body bodies connected. Okay, that's the way it was. He and I were bodies, so we didn't make a star. We trusted each other. God thinks. But I'm going to think that he is going to be nifter soon. How should I know that? I, was, I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay, and why your father didn't have a chance to tell you before, I don't know. But I'm telling you, the honey is my honey. Think about it. Your father never sold honey. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but the fact of the matter is that even though my father never sold honey... So let me explain you something. You're right, he never sold honey. But, <laughs> I got to tell you a little something. Uh, you know, I told you before uh, that, uh, that our father was thinking about expanding his business. Of course he was thinking about expanding the business. When he talked about expanding the business, what do you think he meant? Well, we didn't know if he was going to continue selling wine and honey or add something else to the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was going to expand his business, he would expand it what he does best, to sell wine and honey. No, I mean, did I say honey? Now you're mixing me all up. No, he would be selling wine and oil like he always does. But he would just expand his business to sell more wine and more and more, more oil. That's what he was going to do. You understand? Uh, yeah, but you see, you're slipping sometimes and you say oil and honey. Yeah, because you're mixing me up. I just can't believe this is happening here. I, uh, so much money is coming to me from this 20 barrels of honey. And you are saying it's yours, but you don't understand. It's very positive, very simple. Everything is clear as day. Your father never sold honey. I sold honey. Ask anybody. Go to Himmelnik. You'll see. I'm a very honest person. I'm telling you the truth. I wouldn't lie to you. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't lie to us. Well, the money uh, that could come from the 20 barrels of oil now that the price went so high is quite a lot of money. So, you know, I, I think that uh, you are probably making up a story. I don't want to call you a liar outright. I don't want to say you're a chakrin, you know, a thing like that, but it's kind of a very interesting story. You're pretty good at it. Pretty good at it is the truth. <laughs> oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? Well, you see... You said 20 because we mentioned 20. So that's why you picked the number 20. I mentioned 20 because that's how many battles I had. And the battles are the same as they were before. And your father didn't touch it. And therefore the 20 battles of honey is still in your basement. And it's mine, I'm telling you. Well, um, 
Yanki, you tell him. Yeah, sure, Dov. Uh, you know, listen, we're halachic Eden. We follow the Torah. And, and they like to the, learn the Gemara, you know. Uh, it says, Look, uh, we don't know you. And uh, our father's not around. He didn't leave any message. He didn't leave any notes. We didn't find any stories or anything like that. And you're claiming this 20 barrels of oil. And why should we just give it to you just like that? All right? I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know, pretty posh that, uh, you know, it could be yours if you say so. On the other hand, but it could be ours because our father was expanding the business and maybe this is what he done. Now, the only way to solve it is like the Torah teaches us. You know, we learn in the Gemara. So, you know what I mean? So, you, you have to have, uh, you know, some sort of a proof to show that this is true, what you're saying, your story. Aye, aye, aye. How could I get this through to you? I told you 150 and a half times already. I never had a star with your father because your father and I were like body bodies and we're very friendly and we didn't need a star because we trusted each other. It's not the first time I left uh, a honey by your father. It's not the first time that your father left like wine and, and oil by me. He's done that before. We do that by each other. We never make a star. We trust each other. Why don't you understand this? How come you don't know about this? Well, it's because mainly our father uh, was doing so good in the business that he didn't want to take us into it. So therefore, he wanted us to sit and learn. And that's what we were doing. And then when we get married, he wanted to give us a parnasa. You understand? But of course, unfortunately, he got sick before. And, uh, you know, uh, so uh, he, he, and he was nifter, you know. So we figured like this that we're going to, uh, you know, begin the business again, what my father had. And then as we get the business working again the right way, then we'll have enough of a parnasa that I can get married and my brother can get married. And that's right. That, that's exactly what we want to do. So uh, what do you say? Uh, it's settled. You understand? No, it's not settled. Are you a toyed? You know, if you don't believe I'm telling you, why don't you go to Himmelnik? Go to Himmelnik and ask around. You're the honey dealer. Everybody will tell you I'm an honest person. I'll wait here. You go there. <laughs> not, not in your life. I'm not, not going to do that. Oh, that's right. Because maybe when we go there, you'll break into the basement and take you 20 barrels of oil. I mean, sorry. What was it? Uh, honey, honey, honey. You're right. You'll take you 20 barrels of honey. And then you'll go away. No, 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 no. We won't do that. Uh, you know what? I have an idea. Okay? Uh, we are both Tyranic Eden. Right? Uh, you keep the Tyra. We keep the Tyra. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, we're... Uh, we want to be eaten and keep the toy the right way, right? Uh, yeah, don't you? Yeah, about this, yeah, 100%. What's today different than yesterday? About it. So, uh, my brother's going to try to suggest... What are you going to suggest? I was going to suggest that maybe uh, uh, we should go to a dintera. Let's go to the Rav uh, of the town. The Rav? Where's the Rav over here? Huh? Who is he? Um, the rabbi of the town over here is uh, Rav Levi Yitzchak of Badichev, uh, you know, known as the uh, Baramadike. The Baramadike. Ah, oh, he's also known as uh, Rav Levi Yitzchak Badichev, the Heiliger. Oh, the Holy One. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, I heard of him. A very great rab. He's the rab over here now in Badichev? He was a rab. Yeah, yeah, he was before in another town, but now he's here. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm asking him. I heard about his reputation. His very, very good reputation. Okay, not a problem. I'm ready to go. And so, arrangements were made that they should meet. They went there. Oh, wow. Did he have comfortable chairs and everything? Yossi, 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 please. I want to try to finish the story. I want to have enough time to finish the story. Okay, go on, go ahead, go ahead. Anyways, we arrived by the great Sadiq, Rablevi Yitzchak of Adichiv. Meantime, people were talking outside, and unfortunately, some of it sounded like Lashon Hara, and some of it was Avak Lashon Hara. Avak Lashon Hara, what's that? It's like the dust of Lashon Hara. 
What do you mean by that? Well, let's say a person doesn't want to say bad about somebody. So let's say he says, somebody says, you know, Ruvain is a shoemaker. Yeah, okay. And then somebody else says, I heard Ruvain's a shoemaker. Do you think he could do a good job? Now, of course, he didn't say bad about Ruvain, but he kind of asked a rhetorical type of question that kind of hinted that he doesn't think that Ruvain could do such a great job. And by saying it that way, what he did was he was hinting that maybe Ruvain is not such a good shoemaker. Got it? Oh, so what were they doing? Well, I'm going to continue now, and you'll find out. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right. Anyways, the people were talking. I scared the ladies. It seems to be that somebody came to this town. Do you recognize him? Of course I recognize him. I know who he is. That's Yechesk of the honey dealer. Wow. He hasn't been in a couple of years. I guess uh, uh, there must be a reason. Yeah, there's a reason. That's because, you know, he left here 20 barrels of, of, of honey here. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard about it. Because uh, the, the time he was here, like it was about 8 or 10 years ago, something like that, and the price of honey was very low, so he didn't want to sell it then. But he was friends with Heschel, very good friends. And he put the honey over there to keep the storage, and then uh, it was meant to be that uh, his name Herschel was going to write to him and, and tell him when the prices go up so he could come and sell his, uh, his honey. That's right. I heard about that call. Yeah, that's right. But, of course, unfortunately, um, Herschel got sick the last few years before his nifted, and two years ago, he was actually nifter. We all... So what's the problem here? Is a case open shot case? We all know, zikr zikr, hundred percent, that um, you know Yecheskel is a honey dealer, and we all know hundred percent that Heschel dealt with oil and uh, wine. So why is there a big problem? Let the Rabbi Yitzchak Badichiv go over and judge the case just the way it is. It's pretty posture, you know. Seems to me very clear. Well, maybe it's not as clear as you think it is. Oh, really? Why do you think it's not so clear? Well, maybe it's because the Torah teaches us that if you claim something and somebody has something in possession, the one that has the possession uh, holds it. And the one who claims the, the, the thing and it's not in his possession, it's, he follows the rule of Hamaitzi, Mechavera, Olivariah. If somebody wants to collect something from somebody, he has to bring proof that it's his. Oh, that's very interesting. Say, 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 richtig. He's right. He's have to bring proof. Uh-huh. Well, this case should be a difference. That's right. This case should be different. It's, you know, but over here it's a little bit different because, you see, over here everybody knows that he was the honey dealer and Herschel was the wine and oil dealer. It's pretty possible that the oil is, is, is Herschel's, the wine is Herschel's, and the honey belongs to Yehaskel. What happens if it just happens to be that maybe since Cheskel uh, uh, didn't come the last eight to ten years, so maybe, uh, what's his name, Cheskel, uh, he decided that he is going to expand his business and not just sell oil and wine, maybe decided now since Cheskel uh, didn't come in a good couple of years, so it's okay and he wouldn't step on anybody's toe, so maybe he wanted to start selling the oil. So maybe in the long run the oil is his. So what do you think? I'm glad that I'm not the Rav. I let the Rav decide. Yeah, the Rav should decide in a case like this. I can tell you one thing. It's not going to be pleasant because, you see, he's just a Rav for a couple of months. And it's a big, tough decision because one way, if he doesn't paskin that like the sons, you know, of Herschel, then people are going to think he's not following the Turk. As the Lacha says, I might see me have a the riot. Then on the other hand, everybody knows that the honey probably belongs to, to Yechesko. He's the honey dealer. He's come here before. You know what I mean? 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guess uh, it's a closed door type of entire. We'll have to find out uh, later on, but I think we all should stop talking Lashon Hara. Uh, let's go about our business and see what happens. And sure enough, that's what they did. They started to go about their business. And they were sitting inside. And they were waiting. And finally, the Rav comes in. Rablevi Yitzhak Badishev enters to the room, to the study, and all of a sudden they bolstered up for him, and Rablevi Yitzhak starts to talk, and he says, Raboisai, Raboisai, I see we have a din tire in front of me, and I have to make a peshura or a psak din. Okay, uh, who wants to go first? Anybody, which one wants to side? Which side wants to speak first? Okay. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit older, and I have the claim against these two boys. These two boys, uh, Yankele and Dove, the sons of Herschel. Okay. Now, they took over everything of Herschel. Now, uh... Oh, you're talking about Herschel, the wine dealer, and the oil dealer. That one? Yeah, 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 that's right. That's the one. I see. And what is it that you are claiming from them? Do they owe you a delivery of wine? Do they owe you a delivery of oil? No, no, Hashem Shalom. I mean, not Hashem Shalom. I mean that way, but I mean, no, no. I, I don't order oil and, and wine from me because I don't need it. Uh, I have it right back in my hometown in, in Himmelnik. But I happen to be a honey dealer. Uh-huh. So you are a honey dealer. Okay, go on. I'm listening. Well, you see, <coughs> it happens to be that I was very good friends with uh, Herschler. You know, the father of Yankel and Dove? Yes. Okay, but anyway, so let me tell you like this. You know, so I, I think the last time I saw uh, 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 Yankel and Dove, they were maybe uh, Christ, 10 years old, maybe something like that, 10, 11, you know. And I didn't see much of them, and they really didn't know much about me. They didn't know what I do here, what I don't do, whatever. And of course, their father wanted them to learn and not to know anything about the business until it's time to know. So that's uh, the way Herschel dealt. So it's very possible that they didn't know the dealings with Herschel. Now, Herschel and I were very, very good friends. Sometimes if he traveled to Himmelnik and he had to leave something there, he left it. And sometimes when I traveled here to Baditsev and I need to leave something here, I left it. And... Uh-huh, I see. Khashtai. Now, when he left something by you, did he write out a star? Did you sign it? And when you left something by him, did you write a star and sign it? No, that's the problem. We didn't do these things. And why not? And the reason why I didn't do these things is very simple. That's because... Um, the main reason why we didn't do any of these things is mainly because um, uh, we were very good friends and we trusted each other like brothers. We trusted each other so well that we didn't write a star. We trusted each other's word. He came to me to collect his stuff. I came to him. I collect my stuff and that's where it was. Now, the last thing that I left for him was 20 barrels of oil. And, um, and when I left these 20 barrels of oil, uh, I didn't write a star. Uh-huh. This is going to be a very complicated case, I see already. Go ahead. And what happened? Well, anyways, I left off with uh, the father, Herschler, that he will write to me and let me know when the prices go up, and then I will come to get my honey and sell it here in my Uh And so why didn't you come? How many years has it been since? Well, to tell you the truth, it's been at least eight to ten years. Eight to ten years. Very long time. Yeah, it's much longer than I thought. And what do you mean by that? <clears throat> what do you mean by that, that it was much longer than you thought? Well, I didn't realize that the reason why he didn't write to me was because he was getting sick, he wasn't able to, and eventually, he, from what I understand, he was nifted two years ago. Uh-huh, okay. And now? So now I, I found out from a merchant that was passing through, told me the prices of honey went up in Madichif, so I wanted to come here, get my honey, and sell it, and make my profit. That's supposed to be. 
But then they say they don't know anything about it because there was no star. Ah, it's a very interesting case. So if you have no star, basically, it should be a very simple case. Uh-huh, I see. All right, but let me hear what the sons say. And you, uh, Yankel Novi, what's your side of the story? Well, basically, the side of our story is that my brother will tell you. Oh, yes, yeah, so let me tell you. Basically, what happened was like this. You see, our father was dealing in wine and oil. We knew that. And he didn't want us to be in it. Like he said, we were busy, you know, learning. And our father wanted to learn. And we had time before we get married. We, then we could learn the trade. And then that's what was going to break us in. But my father didn't think he was going to get sick and then eventually die, become nifted from this, you know. So what happened with this? is that he did talk to us sometimes about expanding his business because he wanted to make sure there's enough business that the both of us, meaning myself, Yankala, no, I'm Dove, he's Yankala, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Yankala, you're Dove. Okay, so anyways, we wanted to make sure that we had enough for Panusa. I see, all right, and... Well, he talked about expanding the business. So, you know, regular people could think that maybe he wanted to expand the business uh, of oil and wine to sell more to more customers, right? Or get more customers to buy more wine and more oil. Yes, that would make very much sense. And? Uh, and uh, what happened is basically, uh, we, 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 you know, uh, we didn't have a Yerusha thing. My father didn't have a chance to write a, uh, you know, uh, like a will at Savoir. So what happened was is, so uh, we went and checked out the basement to see the supplies, and then we found the, uh, the honey. So we thought, ah, so that's it. Our father wanted to expand the business because, uh, you know, he wants to have more panasa, so to support the both of us, so we should have panasa ourselves also. So he started to take upon the honey. And, and, and Shulik, may I interrupt for a second? Uh, but it's their turn. Well, anyway, so what happened was is like this. So when he came to see us, uh, he mentioned, you know, that he's a honey dealer. And we mentioned that we found 20 barrels of honey in the basement. And then he said that I said that the 20 barrels of honey belongs to me. Please, Anshulik, you had your turn. Now let them finish explaining what they have to explain. And then we'll take it from there. Okay. No, no. Go weiter and tell me the rest of your story. Uh, 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 my story? No, no, no. Their turn. And so, um, you know, like, he had no star, couldn't produce anything. There was no message from my father. My father didn't leave us any notes or any information about it. So how do we know he's telling the truth? So we figured, okay, we'll follow the simple halacha of HaMaitzimichavira of Arayim. And he was telling us, go check it out. Everybody knows he's a wine dealer. I mean, sorry, our father was the wine dealer. He's the honey dealer. You know what I mean? Yes. And so then you'll find out that he's an honest guy. Go to Hemnick and, and you, you, you know, like Hemnick. It's called Hemelnick. Hemelnick. I mean, now you're mixing me all up. Hemelnick. Okay, so he said we should go to Hemelnick and we can ask him around. He'll see the very honest honey dealer. But that doesn't mean anything. He can be honest honey dealer there. And maybe they don't know him over here. Uh-huh. I see. This is not such a simple case as you make it sound. Uh, what are you talking about? Isn't it a simple case of a Maitsi Mechaveri Oliver Ayyem? Uh, it seems that way, yes. That's the way it seems. But it can be much more than that. Much more than that? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Because uh, he says, but he, you know, that's the reason why they have a Maitsi Mechaveri Oliver no? Yes, that's correct. But you see, there are other circumstances. Things don't appear always the way it seems. Right now, it looks like a Mechaver of the Raya. But you see, it's true that your father was only a wine dealer and oil dealer. And he is known to be a honey dealer. That could change things a bit. Because maybe there is some truth in what he said. Maybe he did leave the honey by your father. Well, if he did or not, I mean, that's why we had the thing of Maitzim Chaver of Mariah, right? Technically, yes. But I need some time to think about it. I would like to go off to my corner over here, and I would like to be Mespala to Rebbein to help me have clear thinking so I should be able to paskin the right way. Oh, um, okay, if that's what you need. I'm very sorry, Mr. Yechaskel. 
I don't mean to be, you know, like rude and upset at you. I mean, but, you know, like, I mean, anybody could come and say, oh, my father owed me this, my father owed me that, you know, and then, you know, no star, we would have to give it to him. So I'm sorry, we, we just can't give it this just because you say so. I understand everything you're saying, but nothing happens with Shemayim unless there's a reason. Now let me think about this. The price of the honey is... Wow, it's a lot of money. A lot of money we're talking here. Yeah, so so that's probably why you're coming to us. You know what I mean? So we didn't know if you're real or not. Uh-huh. Let me try to think. Nothing happens for nothing. So why would a thing like this happen to me? I should lose so much money. What's going on here? Let me think about it. Let me try to remember if there's anything that happened that this should happen. Let me think, 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something's coming in my head. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Anshulik, Anshulik, Heilige Tzadik, Rablevi Yitzhak Bandichev. I don't mean to interrupt your, you know, your special thrillers that you're doing now, but I just remembered an important information. An important piece of information? You mean you know where you have a star? No, no, no. I want to tell you like this. The honey is really mine, but it's theirs. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The honey really belongs to me, but it's theirs. How could the honey belong to you and be theirs? I explained. Okay, this Almina Shemaim. I remembered something. You know, I was always, you know, friends with their father for a long time. I at first, you know, was thinking to myself that maybe about the same age, and then, because he looked pretty good for his age, you know. Then I realized when he was nifted, he was much older than me. And then, you know, I, I started to remember something that I forgot from many, many years ago. Something you forgot from many years ago? No gayer to this case now? A hundred percent. That's why I'm telling you that the oil is really, I mean, excuse me, the, 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 I say oil, <laughs> the oil is here, because, you know, it, it had to do with oil first before the honey. Excuse me? Uh, all right, I try to calm my mind down and, and think, because my mind is now racing like Michigan now. All right, I start from the beginning then. I mean, we have to ju- judge this the right way. I want to be done the cuffs close the right way. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, I'm going to start off again to say like this. The honey is really my honey. But the money is their money. The honey is your money. No, uh, the honey is yours, but the money from the honey is theirs. I, I'm not sure I follow. Okay, it's like this. I realized uh, really before Herschel was friends with me, he really was friends with my father. My father, Uncle Duvi. He was friends with my father, Uncle Duvi. And my father, Uncle Duvi, was a very interesting person. Okay, my father dealt with the honey. And of course, Herschel dealt with the wine and he dealt with the oil. Okay. So what happened was like this. One day it happened that uh, this is, you know, the same thing my father wanted to sit and learn before we learned the business. So what happened was is that uh, um, this person, Herschel, came to my father, Uncle Duvi, and he said like this. Oh, Uncle Duvi, listen well. You and I are very, very close friends, right? And my father, he said, Yeah, of course, we are very, very close friends. Yeah, Murak Hashem. So what can I do for you? Well, it's the answer to see. I came here to Hemelnik, and now this funny thing happened. A funny thing happened? What kind of funny thing? A uh, funny thing is, that's very interesting. <laughs> the oil prices and the wine prices went down. So it's not a good time for me to sell my wine and my oil. Ah. You know what? I have plenty of room in my basement. I'll move my honey over to the side, and I'll put on the other side, I'll put your wine and your oil. Oh, thank you very much. That would be a great idea. I really, really appreciate it. No problem at all. You and I are very close friends. You would do the same when I come to you, right? Yes, of course. Uh, should we write a star? 
star. <laughs> you and I, we're such close friends. We don't need a star. We trust each other, don't we? Uh, yeah, yes, we do. Uh, all right, very good. I'll bring my wine and uh, oil downstairs. And so what happened was this, that Hessler brought his wine and oil downstairs to my father, Uncle Duvi. And what happened was this, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, very interesting. I'm telling you, mom is unbelievable. So, uh, of course, uh, my father said the same thing like he did. Uh, that is, he'll write when the wine prices and the oil prices go up. But what happened was this, it didn't go up for a while. Then my father got sick, apparently, and then he was nifted. And, of course, the same situation that just happened here. So my father didn't tell us anything about the oil and the wine. And we figured, okay, now we have to make a panusa, and I have to sell wine, and I, I, I have to sell, I mean, honey. But then I look in the basement, and we find wine and, uh, and, and oil. So we thought also that our father was expanding the business and going to be selling uh, uh, oil and wine as well. So that's what happened. And then, of course, Ashley, your father, he came to us and the Rekinder, that means me and my brothers and sister, he came to us, and he had the same time. He would come and say, uh, Excuse me, I'm here to pick up my wine and oil. I didn't hear from your father for a long time, but I heard from a passing merchant that the price of the oil uh, has gone up. Uh, so if you don't mind, uh, can we, uh, my workers and I, take back the wine and the oil? And we said, no, we don't know anything about this. And, of course, we went to a Din Teurer. And the Rav in Hemelnik, the Rav in Hemelnik, he went over and he passed him. He said, very simple. It seems to me that you don't have a star and there's no other proof here. And uh, they didn't leave, um, you know, that Uncle uh, Ruby didn't leave any specific instructions. So, therefore, I want you to understand that I have to pass him as every real halacha is. And so what happened is, with that, there was no raya that he could bring, so therefore we ended up keeping the oil. And then all of a sudden, something strange happened. Herschler, your father, he started jumping and dancing. Oh, father? Started jumping and dancing? Why? Your father loved to keep halacha very big balamune and very trusting to Dastoyle. So he's great to go to the, to the, you know, the, the what you call it, the, the Din Teure. And even though he knew really the oil and wine was his, but they passed in against him, and he wanted to show he accepted the Din Teure, so he started jumping and dancing and jumping and dancing and dancing. And then he went over and told us that he wants to be, you know what, I, 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 I can picture how your father said, Hey, Gewaldik, Gewaldik, you see how clear the Teure is? I don't know why that Hashem took it away from me. Whatever the reason is, Zoizan. Okay, that's the way it's going to be. But, you know, uh, I accepted it entirely because uh, I came here with that, ex and, 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 you know, and I was going to accept whatever the psak was. And that's that. So now let me tell you something. I want to keep the friendship that I have with your father. I want to keep it with you. I live in Berditsche. If you have any problems, you come to me. And so that's how it happened. I realized that your father and me were friends for such a long time that I forgot about the fact that he used to be friends with my father. Now, while I'm sitting here waiting for the Heilige Rebbe to finish his special tefillah, I'm counting, I'm looking, I'm seeing this way, that way, this way, that way, and I started to remember the story. Then I started to calculate what the wine and the, and the uh, oil costed at that time. Then I started to calculate what the oil, I mean, sorry, now did I say oil? Uh, yes, you did. I, I meant the honey. So now after I remembered what the oil and the wine costed back then, that we held on to it, then I started to calculate based on the amount of money that the merchant told me that, uh, that the honey was going for. So I calculated how much the 20 barrels of, of honey would bring, and I realized it's exact same amount to the penny, exact same amount. And that's why I'm saying, even though really the honey was mine, but the money is yours because of what happened way back when. This might be 50 years ago, 50 years ago. But you know what? Hashem is not a boss of a dumb. He has a cheshven from Alice. 
everything has a chesed by Hashem. And so therefore, I'm moichel the honey because it's really your money. So you could take the honey and sell it and use the money to pay back the old loan that my father owned from way back when. Wow, very interesting. So Rabbi you can see that <coughs> even though a halacha seems so clear, that a way how to judge it seems so clear, it's not always so clear. Wow, very interesting lesson. That everything is watched very clearly by Kodesh Baruch Hu, and everything goes back to its original owners the way they're supposed to be. Nothing goes unnoticed. Shem is not a boss of Adam. He doesn't have to take care of something right away. He can wait until the right time. And apparently Hashem waited until the monetary value, the monetary value of the honey equal that of the wine and the oil. And now the chayvis are covered. Wow, this is Gavaldic. Uh, yeah, it is. So uh, you want to be friends with us? Just like your father became friends with us, I want to be friends with you too. Yes, we're going to do it. But only one thing we're going to add. Yes, what is it? When you come to my town of Hemelnik and you want to leave something there, we're going to write a star. I'm going to come to you, we're going to write a star. Don't want to have this problem both ways again. Yeah, I agree. Hey, me too. I got involved in a decision. Borach Hashem. Well, Rabbi Yerfs, you just made it on the wire. Great story. Woo! I bet you never told it the same way that way. No, I guess not. Okay, it's time to uh, tell everybody bye-bye. Uh, okay. Everybody have a wonderful Shabbos, a great weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.